Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. Right now, we're going to hear from our national youth pastor, Ed Bamford-Bryant. We hope you enjoy today's message. I'm going to be reading from one of the most quotable, recognizable uh, passages of Scripture in the Word of God, Psalm 23. I'm sure anyone, of the, even if this is your first time in church, you've probably seen it in a movie, in a book somewhere. If it's not the Bible, it's probably in some other book. But I really believe that this is one of the most recognizable passages of Scripture because of the power that it brings to our lives. And I really believe, and I wanna um, encourage us as we come around this word today, that we would have our hearts open to receive something. Uh, we're gonna be talking about a couple of uh, significant people in, in the Bible, some significant stories in the Bible. And um, I really believe if we capture the heart of these individuals and how they approached God, that we in our own approach and our walk with God would be stirred to draw closer to Him. Um, so why don't we pray and then let's get into it. Uh, God, I thank you that you're here. God, I thank you for your presence that's already in this place. And God, I, I pray you would just help me to um, communicate your word. And as we come around your word, God, we thank you that it is the power to transform our lives. And God, I pray uh, for your living and active word that it would come alive in our hearts today. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. You know, I've got the, I, um, I woke up on New Year's Day and uh, I really felt God, um, as I opened my Bible, uh, didn't, you know, sometimes at the, at the start of the year, everyone's like, oh, I've got my word and it's gonna be just like expand and like just goodness and just all this stuff. I opened up the word of God and he was just like, there's some stuff that I wanna maybe challenge you on or maybe uh, encourage you towards. And um, I opened up the word of God and it wasn't like this big, Nice, oh, awesome. It was like, wow, there's some things that I gotta change in my life because I wanna get closer to Jesus. Um, and we're gonna be reading from, from those passages soon, but let's start in Psalm 23. Uh, David says this, this is the key verse for our series. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I really believe today uh, that God wants to encourage us. And um, my, my, the title of my message, if you're writing notes, is My Portion and My Cup. My portion and my cup, we'll unpack that in a second. But, you know, last week we heard an incredible word from Pastor Ben about the refreshing that comes to our lives when we seek after God. And I guess I wanna almost caveat off that and continue in that vein a little bit, but I wanna encourage us and stir us to be those that seek refreshment from the source of life itself. Not just to wait for refreshing to come to us, but to be those in our everyday life who seek after God, who desire His living water that refreshes us and fills us to overflow. You know, I think sometimes we can come and we can think, man, that's awesome. I'm gonna wait for God to just do everything for me. But God actually wants to partner with us. You know, we're co-laborers with Christ and actually to partner with us to discover what He has for us. And the thing about water is that you don't really realize how much you need water until you're thirsty. 
You don't actually, you know, everyone has those New Year's resolutions. I'm gonna buy a Frank, a Frank Green drink bottle and I'm gonna drink two liters a day. Did anyone have a New Year's resolution saying I'm gonna drink more water, be honest in church today? There's a couple of people. That's a great New Year's resolution. That's very, very good. But we often don't realize how much we actually need water until we're thirsty. You know, I remember in high school for a couple of years, I decided I would take up running. I know, <laughs> athlete. Um, and I decided, it was a short-lived stint, but I decided that I had this goal that I have not yet achieved, you can pray for me, that I would run a half marathon, maybe one day, that will be, that's a great goal to have, I'm sure. But I decided that I would set after this goal, and I started to build up my running. The thing about being a 15-year-old boy is I didn't really care to drink much water. My parents told me, you need to drink more water, your muscles are going to seize up, you're going to cramp. And I kind of thought, I'm fine, I can fuel up on 7-Up, it'll be all good. I don't need anything else. And I remember the first time that I went to go and do a 10K run, I had built up to this milestone to do a 10K run. And I set out around sunny Nelson. It was a beautiful day and I was ready to go for a run. I set out for my run and I was about seven Ks in. And I think at that point, I'd probably had maybe like a mocha chino or something, which isn't very good for hydrating yourself. Um, and I'd, that was pretty much all I'd had that day. I'd had no water and I was in the middle of my run and suddenly my muscles just started to cramp up. It was like I was in the middle of the Sahara Desert. I was like, maybe I should just drink my saliva. Like, you know, when you're just trying to swallow it, that's not a nice picture. But I was just desperate to get home and have a nice big cup of water. And the thing about me is I have a determination to say, I don't want to stop because the run didn't count if I had to stop other than at like the traffic lights or something like that. I don't know if anyone else is like that can relate to that. It's just weird things that I do. Um, and I, I decided I've got to get home and I can't stop. And I, I literally, I practically dragged myself in the door of my house, barely made it in. And I went to the kitchen and I grabbed the biggest cup that I could find and I just downed glasses after glasses of water because I actually didn't realize how much I needed water until I was truly thirsty. I think sometimes in our lives, as believers, we hear about the living water. We hear about the refreshment of God and we can think that's a great statement. But I wanna encourage us, do you know how much you actually need the living water in your life? Do you actually have that same posture that David did to say the Lord actually refreshes my soul? And I guess I wanna encourage us today that we're made to be refreshed, but our natural needs pale in comparison to our need to be spiritually refreshed. There are some people here today and after 2023, you might be feeling a bit spiritually dry. You might need the living water. But I wanna encourage you today, don't just wait for it, seek it out yourself. Jesus desires us to seek Him out ourselves. And we will be refreshed if He alone is our source. You see, water refreshes. How do you need God to refresh your life this year? Is it in your relationships? Is it in your hope, your dreams for your future? Is it peace in your life? Is it vision? What it provides? What do you need God to provide this year for you? What it restores? I believe there are people here today and you need God to restore some things in your life. Maybe it's physical health. God can do that this year. But all of that will be found when we realize our need for the living water. You see, we can't receive something that we don't actually want. We need to desire it ourselves. You know, we read Psalm 23, a psalm of thanksgiving it's known as. We see a man who didn't just know about the refreshing power of God, but he knew it personally. And that's our challenge today. Do you know what it means to be refreshed in God? Do you desire that? Or are you just saying, this is a great statement for our church, 
But I want to encourage us that we would desire the refreshment of God. You know, as Ben said last week, the original Hebrew word for the word refresh in Jeremiah means to be full, to have fullness or abundance. And, you know, we desire that fullness that the refreshing brings. But in Psalm 23, um, David says that the Lord refreshes my soul. But in many other translations, I don't know if we've got the New King James Version up there, Psalm 23, maybe it might come up. Otherwise, you can just look at, man, I've got a my bald spot or something. I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> Going gray and bald, that's not a good combo. Um, there's a New King James Version, which it might not be up here. That's okay. But he, um, he says this. It says that he restores my soul. Verse three, he restores my soul. And he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, the word restore means to bring back or to turn back. And I really believe that there's something significant in that. You know, we're not just believing for the refreshing that would come to us, but God would actually restore some things in our lives and turn us back towards Him. That word restore was connected to repentance, that we would actually turn back to God this year and say, God, I recognize my need for you. I recognize how much I need that living water in my life. I recognize how much I need that refreshment in my soul. And I wonder today if, if we, as the people of God, would be hungry for a restoration, a bringing back of things in our lives. Would our desire then to be to draw from the living water that won't run dry? You see, David had discovered the source of life itself. He said, I lack nothing. That goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Through all seasons, when he lies me down in green pastures, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And the reason why he knew that is because he had been refreshed by the presence of God. He knew this because he had found satisfaction in God alone. And today I wanna to unpack what it means to be those who go to the source of true refreshment, to the living water. Let's turn to the New Testament to a story I'm sure many of us know, and it's a story uh, of the Samaritan woman at the well. You see, Jesus, uh, is, he's on this journey uh, from Judea to Galilee, and he's tired and he stops at Jacob's well, and he, get, he goes to get a drink, I like that. I can relate to that. It's good. I'm tired after a long walk. I'm not much of a hiker, so it's very good. And, and it says this in uh, John chapter 4, verse 7 to 15. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would give you living water. So the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can I get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself? As did also his sons and his livestock. And Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. You know, this is a well-known story. I'm sure many of us have read before in Jesus' ministry. And, 
If you know the story, you know that Jesus goes on to speak to her life, her situation that she'd been living with a number of men. She hadn't been quite fulfilling the, the plan that God had had for her life. But then he begins to, to tell her that he is this living water that she has been searching for. She says, I wanna receive this. And then she goes back to her town and testifies. She says, come and meet this man who told me everything that I knew. Could he be the Messiah? She began to recognize Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And Jesus offered her living water that would satisfy, that would transform, that would redeem and restore. But the woman had been searching for that true refreshment her whole life. There was a desire in her heart for that refreshment of the living water. And the thing about water is that it is pure in substance. Water is pure in substance. That water will be the truest source of refreshment that we need. But I think the thing is today that sometimes we miss out on the purity of the living water that God offers to us. That we can come to God and say, God, I want what you have for me, but I'm gonna mix in some things with this. I'm gonna come to you and I'm gonna mix in some things with this. I brought some cordial today. Um, I don't know what the kind of scientific properties, I'm, I didn't, I dropped like chemistry and stuff, so I couldn't tell you scientifically what's happen, happening. I'm not much of a dietitian. Like last night I was at a wedding, a couple of people at my table couldn't make it, they had some chocolates, I ate about four extra chocolates. So I'm not here to give you diet advice, but uh, stay with me, because I actually really, um, I really felt that um, I just got this picture of, um, and I really wanna hopefully illustrate this today. You see, some of us, we want the, the pure living water of God, but we'll come to God and we'll say that I'm just gonna mix in my own ways or mix in my own life. Maybe I'll just come to you and draw from the well when I have financial security, when I have peace in my family, when I have everything that I need, then I'll come to you. Maybe when I've tried life my own way, then I'll come to you. Maybe I'll come to you on my terms or I'll just come and pick and choose bits from your word that suit me. I don't actually want the fullness of life you have for me. And the reality is that the water in this, the water in this jar didn't actually change. There's still water in this jar. But the purity of what it can be used for did change. So I could have taken that original vessel and put it in my car if it needed a bit of water in the radiator. But now because I put a bit of cordial in it, it doesn't it isn't quite used for the same purpose. And the reality is, I want you to hear me, that Jesus doesn't just lose his power because we mix in some other things. You know, our God is just as powerful even if we are not choosing to approach him or respond to him. Let's, let's be clear on that. But I think sometimes we can dilute our faith down and dilute what Jesus can do in our lives, not because of his power has changed, but because we aren't allowing the purity of this living water to flow through us and transform us. You see, this woman had come to Jesus and she was desiring satisfaction, but she had been living a diluted life because she had been looking for love in relationships that would not satisfy. She had been looking for satisfaction in things that wouldn't satisfy. She had been coming desiring that pure refreshment, but looking in diluted places. She had been doing things and living her life in a way that wouldn't quite satisfy the desire in her heart for true refreshment. And then she comes to Jesus and he says, everything that you've been looking for is found in me. 
but do you desire it? And I, I believe he asks us that same question today. Would we be those who draw water from the source of life itself? I wonder if we would be those today at the start of 2024 who's saying, I'm not gonna live drawing from a diluted spring. I'm not gonna live coming to God and spending time in His presence, but actually I'm just gonna check all my emails and my social media. I'm not just gonna come to God and I'm just gonna say, I will receive and stand before you and receive all you have for me when all the circumstances in my world line up. That I'll come to you on my terms. But, but I believe God was saying, if you're chasing after these other things, they won't truly satisfy. But I wonder today if he would say, would we come back to the pure source of life itself? Is Jesus enough for you? Is your satisfaction found in him? And we can say yes, but do you live that? Is Jesus enough for you when everything in your family is going wrong? Is Jesus enough for you when you're struggling with your faith at school? Is Jesus enough for you when the things of this world look a whole lot better? When the enemy tries to tempt you with things that won't truly satisfy? Is Jesus truly the source of your satisfaction? Come on, I wanna speak to every young person in this room today. Is Jesus your source? When you're trying to be living set apart for Him, do you really believe that He's the one who's gonna satisfy? Do you really believe that even though your friends are pressuring you with these things that you know aren't really good for you, do you believe in your heart of hearts that He is the one who will truly satisfy? I wanna talk to every person who is a first generation Christian and you've been standing in the gap for your family, but I know from personal experience, it can be easy to say, man, is this God that I worship? Is He truly who He says He is? is, is can He really do a work in my family's life? Come on, if you believe that He's the one who'll satisfy. Man, I believe today that He would transform your perspective, that you'd go back saying, I'm just gonna share what God has done in my life. It's not about quoting all these scriptures to my family. Maybe you can, maybe God will offer you that moment to do that. But could it be that God would just prompt you to begin to share what He's done in your life? Is Jesus the source of your satisfaction? You know, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. It wasn't necessarily in a position where he had authority or power. There were moments in David's journey where he was in great positions of authority. But then God, and even sometimes his own decisions led him to places where he, was at, he felt like he was at the lowest of the low. But in all seasons, David had a posture in his heart that said, I lack nothing. Today, regardless of the circumstances in your natural life, could you say, the Lord is my shepherd and therefore I lack nothing? You see, refreshing will come this year if He's the only one that will satisfy. Refreshing will come to your life, the life of our church, if we are purely saying that He is the only one that will satisfy. You see, David was refreshed because he was submitted. Are you submitted to what God wants to do in your life today? And Because he was submitted, he discovered everything that he needed. 2024, this year, will this be a year where we say, I'm not resisting what God's trying to do in my life. I want the fullness of life that he has for me. I want all of it. I don't want just part. I, want it just, I just don't want it on my terms. I want the fullness of that living water that he offers. You see, to drink from the water in these, pas in these passages that we read in, in that time, you would have had to have drawn it from a well. And I think there's actually something quite significant in that. 
Because when the Samaritan woman came to Jesus, she was drawing water from a well. And Jesus said to her, do you want this living water? There was still an action required. It wasn't just like she was gonna receive everything in that moment unless she desired it. She had to come to the water and draw from it to receive from it. And then Jesus said, you actually need to come to me and believe I am who I say I am to receive what I have for you. Come on, church, we can't be those who just wait for that living water to come. We need to be those who are drawing from the source of life itself. Can I encourage you? Can I encourage you today? When you go home, when you, when you start your week, get into God's Word, begin to draw from the source of life itself. Chuck on some worship music on your way home, begin to thank Him, begin to give Him glory and worship. Begin to draw from the living water that will truly satisfy. I believe if you began to just maybe, maybe just change a couple of habits in your life, that you would begin in your everyday life to draw from that source of life itself. You know, it could be 10 minutes before you go to school, before you go to, uh, before you go to work, but begin to take some space in your life to say, I don't wanna turn to other things or before the pressures of my day get to me, I wanna actually draw from the living water. You know, in these two passages that we read, we see the Psalm of David and the story of the Samaritan woman and they discover the source of life. But how did they do that? What was in them that enabled them to do that? You know, as I said at the start of this year, I opened up God's Word and He began to speak to me and really challenge me on a couple of things. And I really believe that, that one of these keys is through His Word is, is really just shows us insight into the posture of their hearts. Psalm 16, this is David speaking again. And I really believe this is what it means to be those who draw from that source of life. David says this, "'Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge.'" I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say to the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. This is our key verse today. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You alone are are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. You alone are my portion and my cup. How do we be those that draw from the source of life itself? We need to be those that find refreshment and satisfaction in Christ alone. David said, you are my portion. Portion speaks to a division of something given, an allotment, often talking about food. You're my portion. You satisfy. You satisfy. And you're my cup. I find refreshment in you. I wanna ask you today, is your refreshment found in God and is your satisfaction found in God? Is His living water the source of your refreshment and your satisfaction? You see, I think for some of us, it can be the source of our refreshment, but not the source of our satisfaction. That we can come into church, 
and we can come into the house of God and worship him and his presence comes and you're refreshed in his presence. But that doesn't satisfy you when you go to work on a Monday because you're not making space to draw from that well. If you are those, if we are those, and this is a challenge for me, I'm speaking to myself, this is what God has been speaking to me about this year, that I wouldn't say, maybe with you and a couple of other things, I lack no good thing. Or maybe with you and financial security, then I lack no good thing. No, no, that I, that I, that we would be those that say, apart from you, apart from you, apart from you, there is nothing like you, Jesus. Come on, I wonder if we would be those in 2024 that say, if I desire that refreshment of God, that there would be a posture in my heart that says, apart from you, I lack, I, I, there's nothing that will satisfy me like you, that you are my portion, that you are my source, that you are my refreshment, that you are my satisfaction. Come on, is there anyone here in the house today who is saying, I wanna be someone today who seeks the Lord as a source of my refreshment and my satisfaction. You see, the refreshing of God will come when we find satisfaction in Christ alone. You see, the posture of those who found refreshment were those that found their satisfaction in God. And we can chase everything else in this world, but truly, there is nobody that will satisfy like Jesus. I was at a wedding yesterday and I was talking to someone who God has done an amazing work in his life. He was sitting across the table from me and we got talking. He told us a little bit about his story, how he'd been in prison, how he'd been on a massive journey. He knew about God his whole life. He'd grown up in environments of faith, but he lived his life the whole way, just trying everything of the world. And he said to me, I remember being sentenced and going into the cells and just thinking, God, I've tried everything. I've tried everything and nothing is satisfied. I've tried everything and nothing has satisfied. And he had this moment in Rimataka prison where he said, God, you must be the only one that satisfies. God showed up in his life. This guy's now part of running a man up program in the Wellington region. He's making a difference in the life of others. You wanna know why? Because he found refreshment and satisfaction in God alone. He said, God, nothing else is gonna satisfy. And I think sometimes in our life, we can get a little bit comfortable and think we can find satisfaction in other things. You know, we're blessed in New Zealand to live where we do, to do what we do. And there, you know, there are people in genuine uh, situations of hardship in our nation. But for the vast majority of us sitting here today in this auditorium, we are blessed. And that is amazing. And I praise God for it. But it is a challenge because sometimes we can think that when I have my perfect family and my white picket fence and I've done everything in good stead and it's all good for me, then I will be satisfied. I maybe want to challenge that thought today that you're blessed, but do you actually know that you're satisfied by God alone? And I want to encourage us a little bit that there are so many things that we can chase, but the source of refreshment and satisfaction is found in Jesus. Because the reality is sometimes I know in my life, we struggle to say I'm satisfied by Jesus and nothing else. You know, we know Jesus, but we aren't satisfied by that simple truth. We need Jesus and job security. We need Jesus and family peace. We need Jesus and material possessions. Man, God's been challenging me on this a lot this year, that I would be satisfied by Him as my portion, that He alone is the one who refreshes me, that He alone is the one who refreshes your soul. 
Come on, do you actually believe that today? I wanna stir us a little bit. Not just to be passive and come to church and say, I'm gonna go through the motions, but saying, I'm gonna draw from that living water. I'm gonna draw from that living water on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm drawing from that living water because God alone is my portion and my cup. So team, come and join, join me today. You know, David recognised that besides still waters and in the darkest valley, his soul was refreshed and he lacked nothing because God was the one who led him. You know, don't forget that primarily as a follower of Jesus, your greatest joy is just to simply walk with him. The Westminster Catechism was written to align the church and to remind them of actually what was important. And it says this, I was reading it the other day and it actually just talked about it with a few people this year, but I really felt God has put it again on my heart that man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I think we can glorify God sometimes, but we're actually called to enjoy his presence, to enjoy walking with him. That before you do anything for God, your greatest joy is just to be with him. I wonder if today as the people of God this year, before we go out and do a bunch of good things for God, that we would just desire to come back to him and find satisfaction in him again? What is it maybe that God wants to refresh you in but you're feeling weary because you haven't brought it to him? What is it that you've been trying to carry on your own that God's just saying, just bring it to me today? You know, I love what the woman at the well said to Jesus. She said, sir, give me this water so I won't have to come back here to draw water. You know, that, that was from a place of convenience. She wanted that because she didn't wanna to have to just keep coming back every day to draw the water from that well. But actually, I think it speaks to a little bit more than just her natural needs. You see, women often came to the well earlier in the day and they'd come in large groups. But if you, if you read a, a few verses uh, earlier, Jesus came at around noon at the hottest part of the day and this woman had come alone. There was no one else around. And the reality, reality is we don't exactly know why she came along. But as I said, as you read on, you'll, you'll see that there were things that she was living in her life that didn't exactly glorify God. And I wonder if there was some shame attached for her. I wonder if she came by herself because she didn't want to be seen. I wonder if she came to Jesus or came to that well, sorry, not when everyone else was, but maybe she didn't want other people to see her. You know, she did come for a natural need, but there was a desire in her to find true and lasting satisfaction. Her desire not just to keep coming back in the natural, but I wonder if that statement actually speaks to her need in her soul, to say, I don't wanna keep coming back to this place of shame. I don't wanna keep coming back to this place in my soul where I know that everything I've tried doesn't measure up. She said, I don't wanna keep coming back here again. And I wanna ask you today, what is it in your life that you're saying, I don't wanna come back here again in 2024? I don't wanna keep coming back to that relationship that I know doesn't satisfy. I don't wanna keep coming back to chasing after the next thing to satisfy. I don't wanna keep coming back to chasing after promotion, after promotion, more and more financial blessing because I know that it won't truly satisfy if that is my goal. What is it in your life that you're saying this year? I don't wanna keep coming back here again. Come on, if you came to Jesus as the source of life itself, you don't need to keep running back to those things.
You don't need to keep running back to those things that you know truly won't satisfy. But today, would He be your source? You see, the reality is our world, it doesn't need more believers striving in their own strength. Our world doesn't need more people trying to live our lives in our own natural strength. You know, our world needs sons and daughters who allow the source of their satisfaction to be found in Jesus and then to live their lives out of the overflow of that living water. You see, Jesus said to her that the living water would flow out of you. So it wasn't just for her, but as she received true satisfaction in Jesus, that the spring that the Spirit of God would offer would flow out of her. Do you know what's amazing? As I said before, from that exact moment, that is what happened. It says in verse 28 to 30, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. You see, the woman had found the source of living water. And Jesus had done a work in her heart And her first response was to say, the source of satisfaction that I've found, there are other people in my world that need to know about it. The source of true life that I've been looking for, other people need to know about. What could we see in our church? What could you see in your life? What could you see in your workplace? What could you see in your family? If you began to live out of the overflow of that living water, if you said, I'm not gonna try and lead my family in my own strength anymore, I want the Spirit of God to empower me, that living water to bubble up within me and flow out of me. What in your life could you see in your high school if you said, I'm not gonna go in worrying about what everyone thinks of me, but I'm gonna allow the streams of living water to flow through me, the Spirit of God, the source of life itself, the satisfaction that I've found in Christ alone to flow out of me. What could, it, what could happen in your marriage? What could happen in your finances? What could happen in your workplace? I'm not saying that everything is gonna get perfect immediately, but what could transform your perspective of it? What could God do in your life and through your life if something began to change in you and said, I'm not gonna go into this week, I'm not gonna go into this year striving in my own strength anymore, carrying the burdens that I've been carrying anymore, living for things that won't truly satisfy, But what could God do with a group of believers who said, God alone is my portion and my cup. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Apart from you, there is no other thing that will satisfy. Come on, what could He do with a group of people here today who said, you are the source of life itself today. Come on, you can give Jesus praise if you believe that He is the source of life. If He is the one who will satisfy. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.